Y'all, we live in difficult times. There's war, political unrest, the pandemic, poverty, families being torn, communities ripped by gun violence and people dying every day. Police, injustice, it's all bringing so much pain. But y'all, we can look inside our minds and we can understand who we are, become better, and do this thing like we've never done it before. But it all starts with our mental health and I know we can do it. I believe in you because I believe in me and I believe in us. Is that the idea of feminism, when you really embrace it, really try to understand it, it's really about bringing people of diff- with different issues together and collabing over things so we can solve mutual problems. And it's not just about, oh, women just getting their way. No, it's one of the greatest collaborations that has existed in the world. In fact, I can't think of too many wars that's been fought over feminism. But I can think of religion, uh, politics, uh, of course, uh, patriarchal ideas. We're right. fighting wars. How many wars has feminism actually started? Wow, I can't think of any. <laughs> nah, nah. <laughs> so nah, there are there are definitely no uh, well women led world wars. <laughs> but listen, yeah, but yeah. for the feminist, <laughs> but, but but it it has its negative extremes to it and everything. Right, just right, like right. just like the black movement had its negative extremes to it. But listen, we can even push back on that and argue that. Oh my gosh, I'm I'm going out on a limb, and we're gonna we're gonna get back on track here. We could argue that. Martin existed and he was considered a, a communist, but his movement probably didn't make the move that it made until Malcolm came along because Malcolm's opposite of Martin made people scared. Right. So let's embrace Martin. Let's embrace Martin. No. Wow. <laughs> let's, let's embrace him. So uh, we didn't really hear the fan, Fannie Lou Hamers. We didn't hear the, Rosa Parks, maybe she was idea, but it was so many. Or the Angela Davises, we really didn't hear them, right? Like we should have. But anyway, but they were trying to bring us together. But anyway, let, let's move on. Let's let's talk about a little bit of uh, Jean Grey. That you know, that song, uh, I think it's going crazy. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I listened to the song. What I heard in it was PTSD. I heard pills. I heard I heard counseling. I heard praying to God, trying to solve things, but a person wanting to get out of the situation in the hood, but it kept just being what it, what it is. I feel like she was one of the first to really speak to uh, mental health from, from street life, straight up street life. Okay. Okay. Now, Jean Grey is an amazing artist. Um, she is, though. She, she's, I went <laughs> and when I first heard Rhapsody, she kind of reminded me of Jean Grey, even though I feel like she's a little bit more um, her cadence, Rhapsody's cadence is a little bit smoother. Jean Grey is kind of like real technical as yeah, far as yeah, how yeah. she how she how she raps. So to her point, it kind of helps the clarity of hearing everything that she has to say in, in her in her records. But yeah, Jean Grey has never came off to me as an artist who um, was chasing like you know sexuality. Like sh- look how sexy I am. She speaks more so to you know, true life issues, you know, she has records where she talks about, you know, um, you know, her relationship with, 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 with a man, you know, and more so the introspective side and thinking about, you know, how the conversations are and how things can, you know, open up their mind. But I think to your point, she does speak about, you know, um, how drug abuse and and things of that nature and that one song, um, keep living, she speak and I was listening to it recently. She was definitely speaking, you know, to, you know, how despite the trauma and things that you experience in life don't result to, you know, pills and, and, and drugs. And, you know, she even kind of spoke to her own battle with, you know, uh, substance abuse that she had to break from, you know, mm-hmm. behind, you know, how she was dealing with grief and how, you know, so sometimes how easily we'll fall down the substance abuse route instead of getting the proper help, you know, to, to really stay afloat out here. Exactly. And, and it almost seemed like she was, you know, telling 
telling people in that record to not commit suicide, you right, know, to right. not kill yourself behind, you know, the, the 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 pitfalls of what it is to live in the streets, you know. Right, right, right. Exactly. Trauma is a mother, and you know, and right. you know, often something I hear people say. Lately, I've heard a lot of women say that they're tired of being resilient. They want things to be okay, having to survive and, and work through like situations. They they want to be okay. And so how do we create a world um, where people don't have to always be resilient? It's great to be resilient, but how do we create an environment? What do we have to do uh, socially, politically, you know, economically to create a safe environment where people don't have to always be re resilient? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, hip-hop music has always been like that voice for the voiceless, you know, for mm -hmm. the people in the streets who who don't really have the platform to speak to a political power of the oppression of of the society that we live in. And so I I champion artists like Jean Grey, like Queen Latifah, like Moni Love, mm -hmm. um MC Light you know, those early uh, sister soldiers, the ones we named so far that took on that platform to be able to speak, you know, some realities on what's going on, unfortunately, in our communities. And it's sad to an extent that a lot of the music that came from hip hop, you know, comes from a place of, of, of pain. It's not that, you know, picket fences and, you know, <laughs> just uh rosy path down life, you know, it's hard for them to find sometimes the subject matter um, outside of certain things because that's their reality. That's their reality. And, and you know what? I wonder sometimes when I think about most of the music, at least made in America, <laughs> does it go down that sad, like that sad storyline? Sometimes oh, um, yeah, do. like I sometimes I don't I don't want to listen to R and B. Because especially if I'm in a bad mood, because, man, hearing these lines, you know, after being a therapist and sitting in sessions for hours at a time, sometimes I'm like, man, look, I don't want to listen to nothing that speaks to this kind of stuff because it just brings up all these different emotions yeah. and everything. So let me just let me just sit it aside. And so that's when I be pulling out some soca. Soca. OK. okay. So listen. Okay. Some Patrice Robert Roberts, right? So, my escape has always been jazz music, or man. jazz, just, you know, yeah, jazz, or just, jazz. Just, just hear the, the the music of it, or going mm -hmm. back to some old old, old school, school stuff where they really talking about some love. They are talking about love or yeah, like for things. Real. Yeah, so so yeah, you you wonder about that. Yeah, we we pull into like a lot of the sad stories, but that's a way for a lot of people to express what's going on with them. So it's their art. That's what they express, right? right. Yeah. So. Let's let's move in a different direction. Let's talk about let's talk about let's talk about sex, baby. Yep. Let's salt and pepper, man. So what what's your thoughts on that? What's what's your thoughts on that song? I think it's an important uh song Honestly, in the evolution of rap. I think I think that you know what the crazy thing is when I'm sitting here thinking about it, bro. Like I feel like the type of issues that needed to be talked about, um, you know, in terms of what was going on. With, with, with subjects like our health mm -hmm. and knowing things about ourselves, mm -hmm. the the men completely sidestepped in the women and the women for, took the forefront on them things. Yeah. Like, like um, you know, the same way, you know, salt and pepper with, all right, let's talk about sex. Um, and also, you know, um, TLC. TLC. And, what about and your friends? Just what about your friends? And don't go take some waterfalls. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Not, like, just... The fact the fact that they was was wearing condoms, yeah, <laughs> like 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 as a part of their outfits, Absolutely. because it was like this is a message that needs to be that needs to get across because Absolutely. of what's going on within our community, within us as a people. Like women took the forefront on that, yeah, for and sure. That's and that's important. That was valuable. I, I think growing up in the '90s, so now now I'm a teenager by '90s, right? So right. Teenage pregnancy was high. Facts. I don't know statistically where it stands now in comparison to the 90s. It's lower than it was in the 90s. Yeah, but definitely. teen pregnancy was high. So you had a lot because influenced by the music, you know, people was having unprotected sex and, and having sex a lot, you know. And, and I think condoms 
basically uh, glorifying or, or, or telling people to use condoms, you know, shoot, I remember in high school, I wouldn't believe they was passing them out, you know, to us. Right. But, um, you know, teen sexuality of, of, of teen pregnancy was high and the scare of AIDS, you know, just the word AIDS, like we, we get scared about the word COVID now. Right. But in the 90s, AIDS was, was like... Oh, you got AIDS. I don't even want to be in the same room with you. And, right. And, you know? and, and hold on. In the 90s, I think there was a particular individual, Magic Johnson, who yeah. came out and he said he had HIV. Man, that brought it to a whole nother level of awareness. Oh, that yeah. skyrocketed the, the, the term and just the awareness of it, like you said. But to your point, um, Salt and Pepper and TLC they almost became the spokesman to protect yourself and, right. and, and to stop yourself because they knew through the music, I mean, hip-hop, it was big in hip-hop and huge in R&B, just talking about sex, you know, just not even relationships, just having unadulterated sex with people. They knew that you wasn't going to stop the sex craze. So it's like, let's do something to stop ourselves from catching diseases right. and from, you know, unplanned pregnancies, you know, right, because right. You, you you have in that same era, going back to Brenda had a baby, you know, Pac spoke of the traumatic truths of what could happen, you know, when a teen gets pregnant and, you know, not ready for that stage of life. Right, right, so, right. So, um, yeah, TLC, man, I mean, they definitely <laughs> embodied that movement. So let me let me say something about TLC and Salt and Pepper. Definitely, um, they was they were sending these messages out, and I and I love uh, don't go chasing waterfalls. Listen to the rivers and lakes that you used to. You may not have it your way at all, but it's, you might be moving too fast. The idea of being impulsive, That's just doing things. Left there. Yeah, yeah, so spit, yeah, he was spit. He was tearing it up. But I also felt like with those two groups that now embracing at the same time while Salt and Pepper was sending this messages about. About um about sex, they was also speaking more to women's sexuality and being able to express in women being more assertive in what they experience good. in sex, and also that look, that image, mm-hmm. more that 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 image of being sexy. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought I thought I thought they brought that to the to table also. Yeah, for sure, because you because you know you. Again, we we talking about women, <clears throat> you know, working in a in operating in a male dominated space. We talking about especially, you know, the way that, um, you know, particular particular guys are able to move around um, and can just go from woman to woman to woman, and like women were just, you know, at a point um, by a lot of guys, um, you know, looked at as just you know a play thing or things like things. You know, say in general, things is already a problem, but things to be used. Um, so it's those type, it's these types of records that we're talking about that were also intended to speak to these these women, these young women especially, and let them under to give them some more understanding that you don't have to just bend to the wheel of the man and just give your body to any guy. You have the control. You have the ability to say yes or to say no, and also to be responsible if you are going to be engaging with these different men and doing what you're doing and that's your choice, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Um, to, to embrace the fact that you have the control and to say so. And that was a, uh, was a necessary thing that I think, um, sh- needed to get across to. Gotcha. Gotcha. I was going to also say in that space of like giving women, like the sexual confidence in, mm-hmm. in, 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 in the space, going back to that song you, you, uh, mentioned earlier, MC Light, Gotta Get a Roughneck, right? Mm-hmm. I remember hearing that song and feeling like, oh, now they in the driver's seat. <laughs> you feel me? Oh, they calling the shots. Oh, this this what you better do. You better be this type of dude or I ain't about to be with you. You right. know what I'm saying? So I think artists like that gave women more confidence in those spaces of relationship to be right. like... To say, this is what I want. Yeah, I'm not just going to be whoever choose me I'm going to do the choosing facts. I'm going to be the one who going to say you the type of dude I want, or I'm not taking you unless you this type of dude, you know? So I think, um, yeah, both of them 
MC Light with that song, Salt and Pepper, you know, with the music that they made, um, you know, because they had, what's, what's the, oh, Shoot. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, Shoot. I you know. That was my joint, bro. You know, like, so fire. Th- that song was another one that was just like, you know, you know, Pepper was kind of basically letting it be known, like, if you ain't this Tretch type of dude, you know, you ain't going to be with me. You know, I need this type of man. Or, or, you know, I, you can't be no half-stepper, you know. You got to right. be a, a strong and long type dude. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, making it seem like that. So, uh, yeah, I think that gave women a lot of confidence in that space. So, let me let me, let me uh, ask you guys this. With that being said, obviously, from that came the, the era of um, Foxy Browns, the Lil' Kims, and all that. So, Going from Salt and Pepper to Foxy Brown, Lil' Kim's. What's your thought? Because I, obviously, the, the sex went from what you saw with Salt and Pepper to I remember listening to a, a, a little Lil' Kim uh, CD and the very opening is, ooh, boy, like we taking this whole another level. It was her first album, Hardcore. It's taking a whole another level. Hey, Lil' Kim, man. I had a cousin. She, she was the biggest Lil' Kim fan, so she, like, forced Lil' Kim down my ears and when I would go around their house, but man, Lil Kim, but now also we do have to admit that Biggie was her ghostwriter. For sure. Uh, Biggie, but she, but she could rap. Oh, she still could rap. She delivered it. Yeah. No, no, no. She definitely delivered it. But I'm saying even after Biggie was gone, like, you know, she still had joints and verses. She did. She did. She did. But yeah, she was, um, and being as little as she was, she had a big presence on the mic. Oh man! Right, and, and how she delivered it was like so uh, raw, uncut. You know, I'm gonna be shock factor status on what 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 it is for a female rapper. You know, like I'm going to say the raunchiest hardcore lyrics. And I'm going to do it in a way that, you know, you're going to respect it. So it ain't right. going to sound trash. But um, man, she was definitely bold. And especially, I feel like Lil' Kim may have been the first female artist who was kind of like overtly showing her body off. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I think prior to that, you know, the, the baggy era was in. Like, yeah, you know, Sarah Pepper made... It had tight leggings, but yeah. they still had big shirts on and stuff Jackets like that. Jackets and all that. Yeah, and yeah. MC Light, they was wearing the big clothes and, you know, so, but she was like, look, I'm showing all this skin off, right. you know, and, you know, it, it it ushered in a whole nother era. It did. It did. So let me, let me ask you a question. When do you think it becomes too much? It been it been too much for like the past like four years. I'm gonna let my brother take that. Yeah, I was say it been it been too much. It been too much for this past like yeah, it got to be about four five years. This <laughs> where it finally done boiled over to where it's like all right, we got it. We got to get the reins in on everything, not just the women, the men to everybody. Yeah. <laughs> like it's out. Of, it, right now, it's out of control. It's I, out of control. I'm gonna say this like I personally always have believed like. The curiosity always is the best, you know, move, right? Like growing up, you wasn't showing off a lot of skin. Like that just wasn't a thing. There was strict dress codes and stuff like that going to school. I remember um, when the Creep video came out, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, uh, TLC song mm-hmm. Creep. Right. And they had on like those silky uh, pajamas yeah. that it was dancing in. It was one quick scene in there where they was doing a dance move, and you seen like a little side boob of, <laughs> of uh, a little side boob, like not even a full clean, right. just a side boob of, of T boys. Me and my dudes came to school and was like, "Bro, did you see that video, man? You seen a little bit of the? I can't believe it. The little scoop, the little scoop of boob on the side." The and piece. our imagination was enough to, you know what I'm saying, for for, for that Facts. side. We didn't even need to see her whole body to be excited. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, just a little side. And for it to get to where it's at now, it's like, to me, I feel like it's become devalued. Yeah. The beauty of women, right? Because, you know, curiosity of just wondering, like, man, like, I can see, like, how she looks, but I don't see the fully how she looks, it brings more enticement or curiosity to 
to me in that era uh, of, of what the beauty of a woman was. But then now I feel like because it's so, so overtly exposed, it devalues the beauty of what a woman is. You know, woman is literally, in my opinion, the most beautiful creation ever God ever created. You know, that's why you say wars at wars. It's definitely been some people who done got killed over a woman before. Oh, yeah, sure. definitely. You know what I mean? And, 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 and feelings get really attached because a woman is just such a beautiful uh, uh, creation. And I think it's become saturated with just exposure of how beautiful they are. You know, you got to cover that up some and be a little bit more modest and then make a man feel like there's there's uh, this, this pursuit to get you now, you know? Right. Which is why I feel like, <clears throat> like, I don't want to call it the experiment, but I almost feel like it's like the experiment of America um, is interesting to observe because you look at, you know, um, you know, like the Middle Eastern countries, you know what I'm saying? We may disagree with how they do a lot of things, but at the same time, there are quite a few things that I feel like we can learn from, you know, having that, like you said, that modesty or just that respect, you know, to to not to not be, you know, it, it's like uh, too much of anything can be bad. Yeah, and yeah. I think that it's, it's, you know, the example here would be too much freedom to just do and say and be absolutely however is clearly showing to be bad in quite a few ways. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, we should have some type of checks and balances. Not necessarily government imposed, but like, man, like somebody got to say something to, to keep people heads in check because people just get more and more free to just do and say and move however and so you know you see the results here by comparison to these other countries we may still have more money we may still have a uh, bigger military you know what i'm saying more power to impose on the rest of the world but at the same time within our country borders you know what i'm saying like it's so much that's out of control. Absolutely. That looks that make us look like a joke to the rest of the world that we don't even have under control that we don't even realize like bro like America is like the Sodom and Gomorrah. Like come the whole on, man. thing, bro. So, like, come it, on. I, so I get you guys. That's that's uh that's 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 really good. And and I and I think what you said, uh anything anything done to access becomes negative. So we do anything too much, whether it's talking about thugs, talking about money, talking about women's sexuality, over-sexualization of them, any of those things we do too much. If, 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 we, if we just sit down, frankly, and we pray too long and we don't get up and do nothing, then it, it becomes a negative thing. And so what we have to do is find balance with this stuff. So, yeah. we, so we can find a way for women to be, like you say, uh, to be uh, sexual and express themselves, but at the same time, let's check it. And also, these dudes out here that uh, these dudes out here that's you know trying to act like hey, they got uh, a thousand women or whatever. You know, let, let's let's check those messages too because that right. that ain't cool either. So trying to find this balance because one of the things is I, I think and and, and this, I'm gonna go to this next song. Um, I think is Cobra by uh, Megan Thee Stallion when she talks about being depressed and wanting to actually. A slit of risk and and, mm. and and wanting to drink and and all these things, but if you see the video, it's like boom, like mm. awesome, you know. Um, some people can watch that video and, and listen to that, listen to that, and not really see her, not really see her and see her struggle because they paying attention to everything else around it. Like I said with the, with the Ronnie Love record, you know what I'm saying? Same thing. It's yeah, the same. They, yeah, same thing. A different way. The beat in this now is just her, just seeing her and not really paying attention. And I and I and I get the concept of having you having to shed off. You know, uh, a, a snake has to shed off their skin. Right. Right. So you see it and you understand. Well, this woman was really struggling with all the fame and all the all the things that she. Uh, she has right now she was struggling struggling obviously lost her own mom the situation that happened a few years ago with with being shot and and, and working through all those things right. impacting her and you know oftentimes with women they talk about with men is that we um um they say men uh swim in shallow waters a lot of times we we want men to women want men to be attracted to them but oftentimes what we do is we get attracted to what we see physically and we don't really care about the depth and really getting to know them and which we know in long-term relationships 
personality trumps attraction. Absolutely. So, so um, <laughs> and, and what, it, it's funny because you about to go to Megan Thee Stallion, but 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 go or, or um, Nicki Minaj would kind of stand in that '90s era. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like you know, for one, Lauren Hill, and then and then two, I was gonna uh, mention Erica Badu. And uh, the soul Aquarians. You know, when it came to what was so attractive about them was how intelligent they were with their thinking and, and, and their introspective lyrics about just philosophies of life, like from a spirituality yeah. standpoint, from a cultural standpoint, from just, man, like the style of it. To me, that was the most, I mean, me and my homeboy, we, we had the biggest crush on Lauren Hill growing up, right? And it was just how embraceive she was with just being an intelligent black woman who knew how to articulate herself with her words, her lyrics, her thoughts, like everything about Lauren in that era that she came up was like so like, bold and different in comparison to, you know, where it was starting to become. Cause she came up kind of in that same era as Lil' Kim and, you know, the Foxies, um, where, you know, they were starting to introduce the overly sexualized aspect of it. But she was more so standing on, I'm not gonna show you none of my skin like that. I'm gonna make you be attracted to me behind how intelligent I am, how how my mind works. You know, that was what was so intriguing about her. And, and uh, Erica Badu too. You know, I, I was gonna you know mention her in the hip hop conversation just because I felt like lyrically she was on that same level. She was straight head wrapped up. You know, what I'm saying garbed down. You know, to to the right. fullest when she came out. But her whole style was so intriguing. I think that's why she was able to captivate so many hip hop dudes. You, you know, me? because because mentally she just been, was on a whole another level. Yeah, you know, you know? And, and and yeah, I think her. Music also reflected some spiritual beliefs and attitudes that she had, and I and I know I was curious about what what she was saying when she was talking about the mothership. Like what what what, what is she really talking about? She, she on some George Clinton <laughs> Parliament. Type stuff like, like yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. yeah, yeah. So yeah, so those things are important. So since you brought up Lauren Hill, you know, a, a couple of songs I thought about with Lauren Hill was Doop. Mm-hmm. You know that. that uh, What's your yeah, thoughts so on that? You know what I'm saying? So she, so just the same, the same thing. Salt and Pepper TLC, you know, what I'm saying she touched on that. She touched on that same type of thing in a, you know, in a very different way, just because of, you know, uh, the production of that record <clears throat> having that classic feel to it, that old school making, just calling it doo wop already. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah, 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 every, yeah. everything about that. But to, so that's that's what made that record so creative to be able to package up that message, but then to be able to uh, again speak to these young women. You know, what I'm oh, look, 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 my bad. I was about to. Uh, I was just pulling up the lyrics to it, man. I didn't want oh, no, to play. Sure, I don't want to get sensitive. <laughs> man, you already know. Yeah. Look, all it takes about two seconds, bro. And <laughs> like, ah, demonetize all your money goes to Lauren Hill. Uh, hey, uh, but. You know what I'm saying? To to take that record and get that and, and get that message across uh to these, you know, to these young women. To these young women again to be able to speak to them. Hey, listen, like these dudes only want that thing. And and to be able to package it up in a in a in a way where that record don't even have to be censored. You know right. what I'm saying? Like it's just it's it's just done so creatively and, and so well. And then she speaks to the man side of I was it. Just too. About so, to say, she, right. so she flips exactly. it. Both sides. Exactly, exactly. She she get on both levels on that song. Man. Exactly. Like she, to she flip don't, it over for the men too. Come on, bro. She don't come off as contradictory like, you know, women can't be filed in, in certain aspects too, you know, or how right. You know, just the duality of humans can be complex like Facts. that. You know what I'm saying? Facts. So yeah, that song right there is like, right. So she, so and that's and exactly where I was going because what she did was took what, like I said, like what what Moni did, what TLC did, what Salt and Pepper did, and and be and be the first woman to speak to, like we said, both sides to speak to the men. She was the first woman that I can think of. That said, look, we got to get this message across, but I'm gonna speak to both sides of it. Mm-hmm. Come on now, mm-hmm. and if you can't, and if you can't feel it, like, come on, you can't tell me you don't. Yeah, so- Moore had a cold way of 
she would beat you down lyrically as far as tell you about yourself, but then she will right. also build you back up. Exactly. Right. You know what I mean? Like, she going to tell you about yourself and the pitfalls and things that you're doing wrong out here, but then she also going to empower you and tell you how great you are. Right. You it's low-key solution-based. Like, I'm not just, just going to say stuff is bad. <laughs> I'm gonna say stuff is bad, and here's how how we can address it. Yeah. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So, and that's and that's a that's a powerful thing, and to be and to be able to take it all and make it creative and make it to where people want to hear it and can listen to it and respect it, can feel it, and mess with it. You know, so I think what she did, and also Salt and Pepper, they spoke to this instinctive thing that we have that lead us to be attracted. And understanding that that in itself was not adequate, that we need to get to know, we need to understand more about who's in front of us. You know, when we first meet people that, you know, there's an instinctive thing that says, hey, you know, that first eight, nine, 10 months, there's a part of our brain that's pushing out these endorphins that make us feel a certain way when we're around this person. That process is not logical. But but as you get deeper into a relationship, there's less of that endorphin, less of that internal motivation. So if you don't have personality connectiveness, mm-hmm. it, it gets harder to maintain it. Right. So 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 I think they they both kind of, you know, they speak to that to some degree. And, and so we see this in, in life playing out every day. So many people come to re- come to therapy because of relationships. Matter of fact, I get sometimes I'd be like, OK, OK, let's talk about something else. But but. But speaking of Lauren Hill, that that song X X, X Factor. X Factor. Oh my God. Yeah. You know. Crazy. Now I use that song in therapy all the time okay. because break, it, spe- break it, down. it it speaks to so many different things that happen in relationships when they ain't working for you. Mm-hmm. You know, because here here I am, I'm pouring into you, I'm I'm doing all I can, I, I I'm, I'm I'm trying to figure out a way to make this work, but then you tell me it ain't working. Mm. It ain't working. And then, um, so she asked the question, like, what is, or she says, how can I get some reciprocity? Mm-hmm. Reciprocity is, is about the exchange. I like to call yeah, it the right. emotional exchange. Like, so you should be able to put into a relationship and also get back. So there's this exchange. So if I'm just constantly doing withdrawals, doing withdrawals, doing withdrawals, and putting back in, eventually my bank account going to be <laughs> in the negative. My right. emotional bank account is going to be in the negative. And that's when people are going to start really feeling sad. Right. So when people are asking for reciprocity, they're asking for some exchange. Right. But then I try to walk away. You hurt yourself. Right. <laughs> to make me stay. It's toxic. The, the thing about... <laughs> The thing about the Miseducation of Lauryn Hill album, ah. right, what makes that album so great is how authentically real that album is. She came from a real place of hurt from a real relationship that she was in. I believe it was with Wyclef or how that whole situation evolved, how the Fugees kind of fell apart. But her relationship pitfalls and the hurt that she was really experiencing in life at that point she spoke purely from that place and she could have came a completely different direction with that album because coming off the Fuji's album, the score, you know, I don't know how many records they sold, how many, you know, Grammys they got off of that album, but she was on a success level where she could have been on the glitz and glam and, you know, I'm all this braggadocious style of being an entertainer, but she came from the most, authentic place that I feel like every real person can relate to mm-hmm. broken relationships and the pain that comes out of broken relationships. Speaking from, you know, having a, a birth her Zion, man, like that song is so powerful, man. And you can hear that, man. It, if you have a child, it can bring tears to your eyes because she's speaking from, you know, what it is to, to birth your first child and how important it is to, to be a parent, you know? So, the authentic, the authentic space that she came in and that project, I think, is what made it timeless, man. And, and it's, it's hard for many projects to stand next to it. You know, I, I think what we have to understand about her music and, and her music, generally, human nature does not change. The facade around us, what we drive, the technology, uh, the way we access our money, the places we live, those things change. But human nature has not changed. That's why we can go and read old books and realize if we really pay attention to the story, whether we agree with them or not, the, the human nature 
does not change. Mm-hmm. People been desiring and wanting to be loved and have purpose and being in, in, in good spaces ever since mankind has existed. Right. I always tell people, you know, uh, if you think being liked is a new thing, when people lived in clans, they needed to be liked. It was necessary. It was a part of their survival. So, because if you was an outsider and people didn't like you, you was always more of a, you was all more in danger because if they didn't like you, if something was to come, something was to happen, you might be the person that's left out. But if you was liked, if you had a sense of purpose in the group, people will be more likely to protect you from danger. Yeah. So we live in a society now that people who are isolated are more likely to hurt themselves. Typically we feel isolated because we, you know, we feel isolated because we're not connected. Right. So those are things we experience now. And one of the best places to see it is to go on social media. People always focus on how many likes did I get? Well, that's an old school mentality playing out in current, technology mm. so lauren hill she she does it well she she talks about those things very oh, man. very very well man and and oh, go ahead what you want to say no i mean it's just you just wish she would have more verses i just wish she had more verses because yeah. like honestly i don't think that i can i don't think i can point out the female a female verse um or or one record that I would lyrically say is better than Mystery of Iniquity. Mm-hmm. I can't. I can't. I think that's the best thing that any female ever ever wrote. But it's only one that's of them. That's on the unplug. Yeah. Ooh. But it's only one of them. You know what I'm saying? But, but okay, Lauren Hill, and she said this, you know, the industry of music robbed us of Lauren Hill having more music. Because I feel like after she gave them the Miseducation of Lauryn Hill album, the record industry wanted to capitalize off of selling more records and forced her immediately after that album was successful, we need another one. We need you to come out and like she was a, 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 a factory machine where that album came out of such a pure space and even the uh, Unplugged album came out of a pure space. Art, you as an artist know, somebody can't just tell you, hey, man, paint this picture right now. You know what I'm saying? And you feel inspired to do your your greatest art. She's such a pure artist. I think that was her uh, her level of rebellion to the music industry to say, no, you're not going to force this art out of me. I'm going to give it to you when I'm ready and I'm in a pure space to get it. And, I mean, you know, it. they corrupted it so bad, you know, it. They found a way to, you know, villainize her. And, and, you know, she even did some prison time behind taxes and stuff like that. She should have been protected in a way safer space. So her as an artist, you know, that's like Andre 3000. Like, you can't just force great artists to just do it on on your time. They got to do it when they feel inspired to do it. And I feel like that's what it was with Lauren. I think she was just rebellious (laughs) to the music industry to say, I'm not about to be stamped out like a like a factory i'm gonna give you this art when i feel inspired i feel you i do um and at the same time on both on both of the examples front her and and dre it's like i get it but maybe it's just because as a as a as an artist myself as well in multiple forms i also look at it like I only get to do this one time. You know what I'm saying? I only get to do this one time. And it's like, I have had situations where I have decided, no, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this y'all way. I'm not doing this on y'all time. I'm not doing, but I'm also not saying that I'm just never doing it though. Cause that's another thing too. It's being self. That that becomes selfish at a point where you're not giving out your your gift. You feel me? Because because that's 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 what the whole thing is. I think that I think that people miss out. Like it's cool to say that you know, what I'm saying you're gifted. Yes, but the purpose of a gift is for it to be given. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, and so with that being said, like I have to give it to the world. Like mm-hmm. I feel like, bro, like I I because when I was 21, every piece of art I ever created got lost in the flood. Mm-hmm. So. I stopped doing art for eight years. Mm. When I came back and started again in 2016, I have never stopped since. Mm. Like I got to a point where I wouldn't let a day go by that. I didn't at least 
add something to a piece that I was working on because mm. I know I can never get that eight years back. Mm-hmm. And as good as I am right now where I can make a living off that art, I can only imagine how good I could have been if I had that time back. And it's impossible for me to get it back. And you ain't mm. promised another eight years. So you feel who, me? Who, 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 so who it's said? like, come on now. Like, I, like I feel it. I, I really do. I genuinely do. But it's like, I feel like people have to have more mental fortitude to not allow outside forces to take away something from you that is embedded in you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, this music industry, though, is such a... It's such a uh, a devil, man. That's the true, only way I true. could describe it. And you but know, see, but but you also went into it though, and like it ain't like it ain't like Who, there's my, myself. No, 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 no. I'm saying like any any of these people. It's like nobody is unaware. You know, what I'm saying before they go into to something like that, like you know, you know, and you see it. But if you're a lover of the art form so much, it's almost impossible not to participate. You know, if you if you feel that much connected to the art form and have that gift, you're going to participate somehow, some way. So it's like almost she couldn't help but become a part of the industry because that's her gift. But I think once you get exposed to all the demons in there, man, and and, and the toxic energies that try to drain you from, especially when you're trying to be an artist like her, that's a pure artist who's here for the people, here to heal people, here to help people, it's like, man, when I'm giving you all that, I'm pouring all that out, and then you still trying to just treat, bolster me and, and come at me from a toxic place. It's like, man, the f with y'all, man. I'm, I'm not dealing with this. No more. You know, yeah, I feel that. You know, I think one of the challenges that comes along with fame, and I, and I think this kind of speaks to another song I wanted to bring up, and uh, I'll bring the song up, and I will um, talk a little bit about it. The song "Mad" by Solange and I think Lil Wayne. Right. So you become successful as a black person and now you're angry. And so the song speaks to this issue of being angry. And so, look, you out here, you're doing your thing. Now you got people trying to get in your pocket, people having all these expectations. You, you got all these people around you, but you realize you really don't have any friends. Mm-hmm. And so and on some level, at some point when you're in this space and I'm trying to be empathetic because I've never been in this space before myself personally, you realize, look, you know what? This ain't all I think it, I thought it was going to be. And so now I'm angry and people don't understand why I'm angry because the life I imagine being in this space is not that because the people around me, they don't really, uh, they don't really love me. They're just fans. It's kind of like when Shakespeare speaks in the sonnets about being a glad gladiator and about when you have all the victories, everybody loves you, but it's your first loss you've forgotten about. Mm. So, um, so I think people in that space get all the, the fame and all the superficial love mm-hmm. when they get in spaces where in moments that things are not like that, they get angry and sometimes they become very depressed. Because I think that's another reason why uh, people who are very famous are more often in some cases to become drug addicts or to commit suicide mm-hmm. because they live with this reality. So they either get angry or they internalize the anger, it becomes depression, and now they have they, they act out in ways that doesn't make sense to us. Factual. Mm. That's good. I think about when you, when you were saying this, I, I was thinking about Lil' Kim for some reason. I thought about Lil' Kim, the evolution of Lil' Kim, where it's like I think the fame took her to a place where she stopped loving herself, you know, and felt like she had to continue to meet this image of what it was that she was personifying, right? And she got to the place where she started doing plastic surgery on herself and, mm-hmm. you know, started having certain surgeries to to hold up this image. And I think there's a level of depression that came with her from, from having to continue to try to be in that space of satisfying the public and satisfying people with this image of who I am and who I'm trying to portray. You know, so I don't know. It just it just made me think of her, and then we talked earlier about Michael Jackson and how the industry can kind of just yeah tear you up can mentally you, like yeah. that, and it can influence. You. Think about it, not just people in the industry like Lil Kim, but think about all and say Michael Jackson, but think about all the people now that do things to change how they look. They go, they go all you know, go all in on that, trying to maintain a certain look, spending thousands and thousands of dollars, and just trying to change how they look 
think about it. And, 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 and it's, so what, what, what message are we sending? Obviously on some level, cosmetically, maybe it's, it's a good thing, but I think we also have to speak to the fact that, you know, maybe there are things that we still battling with internally that we need to really check, you know, um, and, and understand, you know, I can take care of myself and feel good about who I am and embrace it. When I was a kid, I used to get picked on for being uh, dark skin. I always called it all these crazy names and stuff. My mom would always be like, um, um, and, and having strong black features. Let me say it like that too. Right. But I would get picked on for those things, right? My mom would always say, uh, the black of the berry, the sweet of the juice, man. You say, you just look like a black man. That's all. It, it ain't nothing wrong with you. But that stuff stuck with me, man. Stuck with me. Yeah, I, huh? I said definitely. It, it I've been with dark mark my whole life. Like, <laughs> You've been dark mark your whole life. <laughs> I hate y'all. <laughs> get get off yeah. my face. And, and so, but we being men, but think about what that does for women when so much of how women are, 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 are nurtured is to be pretty, to be attractive, to be these things. And when they're not these things, especially if they, women didn't grow up in environments where people focus on the other sides of them more. Because I think a lot of times with our girls, yeah, we, we always pushing that message about them being attractive, them being beautiful and all these things. And their other skill sets like, oh, my God, you really good at engineering or are you good at your art? Are you good at this? Are you good at that? Trying to cultivate those other parts of themselves to help help them help them realize that they're a whole person and they will not be measured just by how they look. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Oh, for sure. Huh? It just made me think about Lauren Hill again. Shout out to Lauren Hill <laughs> because Lauren Hill, man, she 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 spoke to young girls and letting them know that the hair weave like Europeans and you know a certain image is okay to be natural in who you are. You know, mm -hmm. wear your own. Now she was the first female artist that I can remember who rocked the locks and 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 came with it in such a beautiful way that made it seem like. You know, and, and dating back to like what Queen Latifah and them were trying to do, mm -hmm. you know, by just embracing who you are, you know, saying like it's okay to be you. You don't have to put yourself in some sort of image look to, you know, satisfy either men's attention or, you know, to, to feel that you're pretty. I think she was definitely uh, a, another champion in just saying, hey, it's cool to be you, black is beautiful, you are beautiful exactly how you are. So with that being said, you know, I, I, I want to, I wanna, uh, you know, I, I think about another song, and that, that's good, that's really good, um, by, by Megan, and, and she was talking about uh, um, uh, talk, a song called Anxiety, right? And so she goes on like about having stressed out days, all these days and, you know, all the things I have to do and deal with and everything. And I think about many times, you know, being a therapist, you know, uh, and, and working with many women, how they have a lot of things going on that they're trying to take care of from day to day. And a lot of times us as men, we, we go, we go to work or whatever, we come home or we we want to sit back in our chair and watch our TV shows and let them take care of things and stuff like that. But, you know, our women, they can get overwhelmed with, with stuff and have in, in, in anxiety and and one of the things I, I, I like to ask you know men is what can we do better at with helping our women so they'll have less anxiety well I would say um, or feel less overwhelmed I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say because I have three daughters right that I'm raising with, with in partnership with my wife um, one thing that I had to work through early stages of, of, of couples counseling and therapy in, in general was crushing down what roles are, right? And, and mm -hmm. finding like, you know, in today's modern day, men still look for women to be that housewife type status, right? Where they mm -hmm. cooking and cleaning and, you know, making sure everything's right at the house. But then on top of that, these women are going out and working and grinding and doing things as too to bring money to the table, right? Some <laughs> women are, not all of them is, and that's a whole nother subject. Mm -hmm. But um, for the ones that are doing that, I think the pressure that they feeling is like, man, I got to go out, grind, you know, be in this world that I still don't feel like I'm fully appreciated in. Then I got to come home and still handle all the roles of what it is to be, you know, the, the woman of the house. And to answer your question, I feel like us as men have to be able to be cool with sharing roles and sharing responsibilities 
so that it it takes a little pressure off. You know, I try to do my best, and there ain't nothing like a mother's love. You know, shout out to my mother. Um, mothers have that nurturing spirit and that nurturing mentality that is hard for men sometimes to uh, copy, right? When especially when it comes to raising children, but Sometimes it causes men to just kick their feet up when it comes into the role of, you know, caring for the children. Or, like I said, cooking, cleaning, you know what I'm saying, stuff like that. Sharing those roles and responsibilities, I feel like, could could help relieve some of that stress. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you know, I, I know, Mark, you uh, you take your kids to school in the morning. <laughs> Man, bro, get up and do, the, and do drop off. Uh, or 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 split it, you know what I'm saying? Look, one of us gonna do drop off, one of us gonna do pick up. Um, you know, just however that works. Like typically, um, and you know, and like you know, with my business and stuff that I got going on, you know, I might be up till two, three, four o'clock in the morning editing, working on whatever. But then, and that might turn into, hey, I can't do it in the morning. I can't. I ain't got it for you. I can't move. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But like I said, I'm gonna do pick up though. You know what I'm saying? You do drop off, I do pick up. Okay, cool. Well, all right. Ain't, ain't, ain't neither one of us trying to cook? Listen, we we can. I, I'll pay for the pickup this time. You pay for it next time. Or however it shake out, it's, it's definitely breaking down in roles. I mean, there's still some stuff that, um, you know, I'm just going to inherently do. And, and then I think we all just kind of got to do. I also feel like some stuff I just I want to be able to, to bring them up to up to be able to do um you know i'm gonna always have to kill the spider <laughs> you know what i'm saying my wife ain't touching no insects <laughs> you know what i'm saying <laughs> i'm gonna always have to kill the centipede you yeah. know what i'm saying whatever the case may be but at the same time though it's like i want y'all to, i want i want them to be able to be self-sufficient so it's like i think uh you know raising raising girls especially it's like being able to to just support them back them and make them feel like they are supported mm-hmm. and make them feel and make sure that they understand and that they know that they are, that they are backed and that they not in nothing by themselves. So everything that you said, absolutely. Plus, you know, like I said, just really, just really being there. They just had a back on whatever it is that they, that they want to do um, and, and making them self-sufficient as possible as well um, in a world where who the hell knows what's going to happen with who. Thanks. No, I'm going to add to that. You know, I think, it's critical quality time. You're spending time with your kids, speaking, speaking life into them, you know, telling them that they're beautiful, not just because of the way they look, but because of what they do with their hands, what they can do with their feet, what the words that come out of their mouths, uh, appreciating and celebrating all those things. And matter of fact, you, you don't have to focus on the look so much, but focus on what's in their heart. That's what, focus on what's in their mind. Focus on those things because if they if they grow up whole, then you have to worry about them becoming so empty and looking for somebody else to uh, to make them feel fundamentally good about themselves. And so being there, you know, in, in encouraging them in school, you know, I, I love the idea of taking my, my daughters to school, my, my children to school, because I think what that does is that provides an opportunity for us to be able to talk. You know, one of the uh, scary things is, you know, which we all have to continue to be intentional about is oftentimes men may not spend no more than 20 minutes a day with their children. Mm. But then we might be the ones that come, come and call ourselves setting the rules and expectations of guidelines. <laughs> but we're, we're not nurturing a relationship. And remember, I said earlier, when we use empower to control things, we, we've already lost. Right. So we, 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 we really nurture and cultivate and, and use influence by relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's about cultivating yeah. the relationships. I mean, sometimes, you know, cleaning up around the house, doing some chores, all those things, you know, help make the house and life experience, uh, I think, much, much better, man. You know, um, one more question I want to ask you guys. I want to thank you because we've been obviously talking about a lot of things, you know, self-esteem. We were talking about PTSD. We were talking about being angry, uh, women's sexuality. Um, all these things impact people's mental health. And I, I think it was critical that we talked about these things. But one thing I asked earlier about, you know, uh, do you do you like women? Because we can hear them. But if we don't like them, what do we really hear? Um, because if we are open and we are able to receive, I think we can understand them and their messages a lot better. What we hear in these rap songs, what we hear in R&B songs. Did you really hear Mary J? 
Because mm, mm, <laughs> we ain't mentioned her, but she, but she plays a critical role in all of this. She's an honorary hip hop yeah. artist, for uh, sure. honorary. Yeah. So let me let me let me ask you guys this. Um, in 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 kind of closing this out, um, to be a man that can hear a woman, where do you have to be in your own self esteem in order to receive it? Do you think? That the better you feel about yourself, it makes it easier to hear what women have to say. Or do you feel like if you're trying to find yourself or you're feeling uncomfortable about who you are, you can relate better in some way? What do you guys think? What? I feel like it don't matter who it is for me, uh, man or woman. There you go. Like I can, it's, it's like, if I can respect who you are and be confident in who you are and you're confident in who you are, like, I know that you know what you're talking about. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, if I know I can put weight and value behind your words, then I can receive it. Mm. You know what I mean? So I can, I see it that way. You know what I mean? Like if I, somebody who ain't never, somebody who ain't never done this, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? This production stuff to come to me and try to tell me how to do it, it would be like, who are you? What are you talking about? But mm-hmm. somebody like yourself coming and talking to me about mental health, I'm listening. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I know, your, I, know your, I know your credentials. I know I can trust you. I know your background. You know what I'm saying? I know, I know, some, I know some of your history. I know, you know what I'm saying? I know your, I, I know your tenure in what you, in what you do. Don't so believe like, the hype. <laughs> no, 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 for real. So I mean, you know, so I, I see it like that. You know what I'm saying? If I, it doesn't matter who it is, you know, like my mother then had infinite experiences and I, and I know that about her. And I also know that, um, you know, even though I know she's somebody who I should listen to, who I should respect, so on and so forth, as a teenager, she used to tell me things and I'd be like, yeah, I right, whatever, and still go do what I wanted to do. And then every single word she said, it rang true at some point. And then I'm like, damn. Mm-hmm. And eventually it taught me, let me start listening. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> let me actually put some weight behind them. Let me, because there's value there and put some weight behind those words. And then, and now I, I look at anybody like that. You know what I mean? Like, can I trust you? Do you know what you're talking about? Do I can do do I have respect for you? Do you have respect for me? Is it mutual? You know what I'm saying? And then I can put value behind your words and I can I can receive that from you. That's what's up. Um I, I would ditto what my brother said. Like, I feel like personally, um I try not to be too prideful not to feel like I can't receive good information from anybody. And that could right. be man, woman, adult. Elder or child, child yeah. you know, from a mouth of babe. Sometimes my daughters say some of the most profound things to me, <coughs> you know, things that soak in and, and stuff that I could take as, you know, lessons in life, you know, from their uh, uh, little experience. But, you know, um, you know, the value in women, you know, and, you know, women are, are some of the most loyal human beings that I know, you know, um, just as far as their their hearts intentions right you know and, and as far as like you know being a man being a, 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 in the in the in the in the men environment a lot of times i know that sometimes man men can be off the chain man and you know so sometimes we can come in a space of competitiveness where we'll do anything to to win whether it can you know be be the most honorable way to do it or not sometimes you know and this is no not to the to the solid men that are out here, but you know, it, it, men can sometimes have those type of intentions, unfortunately. But um, I think a lot of times in a woman's nature, it's 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 out of purity, purity to uh, be loyal and to do something for good intentions, in most cases. And um, I, I just thought about when you asking that question. It's common. He got this song where he talks about if, if women ruled the world or if women, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, were in charge of everything, how better off certain things would be mm-hmm. in, in Earth because of uh, just uh, as far as intention, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it wouldn't be so much, like you said, a lot of the wars that go on, you know, mm-hmm. 
are because of, of, of men trying to be in power or, or trying to have dominance over certain things instead of finding a way to, you know, when you look at girls, man, they can, they can commune in a way more natural space sometimes, you know, they can, they can commune in, in a way. And, but you know, it could be other sides to that too. But I think women bring a lot of value just in their, in their heart's intentions when, um, when they're cultivated purely, you know, when they, when they come from a space where they're loved and, you know, they've been showed love, I think you can get so much value from the, from those spaces, man. And, um, yeah, I, I take, I was blessed, man, to have some great women in my life, my, from my grandmothers, you know, to my moms and, 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 and the females in, in my family that I feel like all of those women, you know, come from great stock of, of, you know, trying to push our family and keep the family together in, in a pure space. So, um, yeah, I could take plenty of great notes from, from, from women. Yeah. Gotcha. That, that's good to hear. And I hope that our goal was to talk about mental health, talk about women rappers, but also get people to explore how they feel about women. Do they, uh, do they really like them? Because if you really like them, then the next question is, can you really hear them? So we talked about these songs, go back, listen to them and see if you get any different interpretations. Don't just feel the vibe or the look, but just really hear their words. Because when we take time to really understand things beneath the surface, we can do a better job at living life in a healthy way. I want to say thank you for listening to this podcast. Gmall, BK Watts, Gerald McGee, your friendly local licensed therapist here in Cleveland. The 216. Yes. So uh, if you like this episode, please like us and subscribe leave your comments i appreciate all the comments we've been getting them keep them coming we also got another part of this episode coming up where we're going to talk to the women we're going to hear what they got to say so girls holla if you hear me uh but anyway i'll talk to you later we out